podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No. Rodri. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? I respect your opinions. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to H Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Giggs on football. We are here. It is Thursday. We are going to talk some football. 45 minutes of non-stop talk on a beautiful game. Uh, as we, as always, we're going to allow the latecomers to make their way across because uh, you know people are always late. It's usually us, but we're on time today. So we're going to give the fantasy football and the... Uh, Super sex update for the week, which is, you know, always an interesting uh, little thing. But uh, the Fantasy Premier League uh, is not going well for myself and Rodri. Steve Thorpe, the founder of uh, the Free Kicks Foundation, is uh, which is also this season's charity, has the highest score of the week with 90 points. Cohen Griffith is top for the season, ex-Cardiff City legend. But uh, the Super Six, or on the... Uh, on the that fantasy, but that fantasy you got to add 60 on because I took I've made loads of substitutes that I didn't oh, realize nice. I could make excuses. <laughs> no, excuse you should have another 60 on there, but I'll catch up. Probably me right. and you, me and you sit. <laughs> I'm 45th and you're 48th out of 49. So, uh, sure. we are not. I'm, I, the, bottom, I think it's I'm, the, bo- I'm the bottom of um, in the leagues before I got to yours, so I'm not bottom of yours. So, but yeah. I'll catch up. I've made and I've suddenly realized. What I was doing all last year was finishing like five, six, seven hundred points behind people. And what am I doing? I was making seven or eight su- substitutions. <laughs> Costs you make. Oh, I, um, my problem with the fantasy football is all of them. Is I pick my side at the stretch start of the season and then I forget about it. And then like a few weeks in, I'll make like. I'm on, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm, I'm, I'm just behind. On rice. I'm on it. And then uh, the Super Six Prediction League, uh, I forgot my midweek round, which meant that uh, Rod, but luckily Rodri only made two points. So Rodri's five points are clear for, clear of me. Jane Payne topped the weekend round and Mike Richards was top in the midweek. But Reese Irison is still top overall. The next round's on Saturday. We'll do our predictions at the end of the show. Don't forget, like I did. Luckily, luckily, Rodri did not make up any ground on me, which is a shocker. Fortunately, shocker. Gone back to last season to tune back in more. Well, you had a free round, mate, didn't you? Because I forgot. Yeah, and you just... I didn't want to get too far away of you. So, course, mate. you wanted to keep it interesting yeah. for the people, isn't it? Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm doing. A man of the people. That's where you are. There you go. There you are. And I should introduce you as just that. I am joined this evening, as always, by your ex Salford City winger, ex Aberystwyth Town. Forward, it is man of the people, Mr. Rodri Giggs. How are you, my friend? Sweet, I'm, I'm in the nodding the cap, I'm in the rider cup mode, so I'm giving the old okay. cap, or should I give it the cap, cantalay one? Yeah, see, that's it, mate. Yeah, good, mate. Good, well, not good actually. I've been ill all week, but I made this <coughs> right on cue. <coughs> see, but, um, I was back in work. When did I go back in work yesterday? 
which I probably shouldn't have did, but I did. Uh, I was in today, but no, I'm sweet. Just got out of the bath, had a quick shave. Ready to go. Ready to rock and roll. So it's going to be 45 minutes of uh, Man United therapy, mate, isn't it? So I um, got, I got a question for you, right? And I sort of, we nearly went into it just then off air. So I keep saying that um, United going forward are not playing as bad as everyone is making out, right? Because it's, I think they look like, for instance, for 20 minutes, in the first 20 minutes of the second half against Dallas Asrai, the crowd was up. United looked quality going forward. The problem was, as soon as Hoyland scores, the defenders just start panicking and just start kicking it anywhere, going out of position. And the defending is is like schoolboy. It's unbelievable. But when you look at the injuries they've got, like you go to the only team I take out, you would say is an exception is Man City, right? If you go to Liverpool, you go to Chelsea, you go to Arsenal and you take out three of their first choice back four, they will struggle. But it's not right. just three. Who, who do you say would? Who? Everyone except Man City would struggle with the amount of injuries, defensive injuries that United have got. I agree with you. But They're not all of Manchester United and not all of them Manchester City. That's why you have the, the squad that we have. Uh, but, I'm, not, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying it at all. You're playing a midfield. There's a lot of players there that should be winning that game. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And me as a coach, absolutely. as a manager, as soon as we scored that second one off, my mind was, get Amrabat out of that left-back position. Get him in the back, sew it up, step, sew it out. Nope. Carried well, on, opened up, defence all over the gaff. Well, I expected, mate, as soon as, that, as soon as the second goal went in, I thought he would bring on Maguire or Evans and he would move Lindelof to left-back and Amrabat would go and sit in midfield. This is before the sending off, so you'd have had Casemiro and Amrabat in there just to completely shut the game down. And Amrabat obviously has made a mistake for the goal where he's looked a bit leggy and he's just kicked it anywhere and he's out of position. Out of position. Constantly wants to go forward. He's not a defender. Yeah. No, he's, he's in there to get on the ball, being extra man in midfield because we're going to probably dominate possession. But what when they break? It's just embarrassing. Come on, the best coach and the best managers stop the balls going in the net. The best teams every year are the ones that have the best records. I mean, goals against. It's just you can't, you can't, you can't win win games or win leagues like that. It's impossible. Name me a team that have won the league playing playing like that, defending like that. No, they haven't. Of course, it's never going to happen. It's just when you spent a zillion pounds, he's starting to irritate me now because he's put he's, he's just bought a midfielder that was screaming for in the middle there, and we've seen a bit of him, and he, and he looks like he's going to be brilliant. He's not, and he puts him fucking left back. Mate, and then I'm racking my brains here thinking, wait a minute, how many successful Dutch managers have been in the Premier League? I'll wait for you to name me one. There must be one. There must be one somewhere. I mean, I'll Louis, wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. Louis van Gaal won an FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on. It is, I mean, there's there's, there's not many, is there? I'm sure there's none. None. Ronald De Boer. <laughs> Seven games. Rude Hullet. All right, it was all right. Cup manager. Cumin. Who else? Who else? Cumin lasted two minutes. Yeah. So I'm yeah. starting to question this guy now. He's brought uh, up I'm starting to question him as a coach. Do you know hey, what I question? What are you I'll doing? You, I'll tell you what I do question about United is their goalkeeping. I don't know what the hell they're doing with their goalkeeper coach, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you look at... you look. I'm not on about the mistakes now, necessarily. I'm on about, right? When uh, Ananef come in, first couple of games, he's playing on the edge of his box, nearly on the halfway line, dictating play. He's got a confidence about him. Now, he's glued to his line. Even when that they had that one-on-one for the third goal, if he comes out like two or three yards more, he just catches it. But he's like... And De Gea did the same thing. He was glued to his line. And I just question that two keepers who, when they went to United were very quick off their line. Like, Onana lives off his line. Suddenly, he's glued to it. Now, yeah, you yeah. might say it's confidence, but I question the coaching, mate, the goalkeeping coaching. Well, after, the game, after the game, you know, I said on Twitter that it was shit. 
say one one word about an arm, I put shit. Yeah. And then after thinking about it, thinking, well, look what he's got in front of him. Yeah. Yes, he wants to play that way. So you're going to have to accept a mistake here and there. David gave that his first year was terrible. Yeah. So there's a there's a there's a number of things there that you, that you can you know he made a big howl. He come out. He owned it. Um, that wasn't his fault. Why why we got beat? You know we no, got away with it. we got away with the penalty even though we got sent off. So we didn't really. We got it was ten men. Uh, Casemiro's a liability. You stay on your feet, man. What's the matter with you? Well, why I think in all the time. But I think with the one he got sent off for, he was sliding in to block it, wasn't he? And the guys just led him. Just stay on your feet, man, and trust the goalkeeper. Nah, but I think maybe maybe that's the problem, though, and it maybe they don't trust. You got you you got you got touch tight with him. Just stay on your feet. You don't need to dive in because he's just cute. Got his legs in way penalty. Yeah, he just fell into him. Off you go. In a bit. Yeah, he just like when he was on a bucket. He's on his ass. Still yeah. on your feet. Right, I, yeah. I was playing against him, but the, the, any not playing against him, playing against anyone. If you're on your ass, you're an easy bait. Easy yeah. bait. You can't well, tackle me. So if you want to slide, then sweet. I know that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make you slide and just go past you look like an idiot. It is mental <laughs> that like how badly they wanted Amrabat, like they were crying out for him. And there's nobody at the club who can play left back except him. Like it has Mate, to be don't someone. Don't buy that. Don't buy it. Lindelof, when they got Lindelof from Benfica, he was a right back. He played right back a lot for Benfica before we yeah. bought him. Put in there and put Dalot left back, where yeah. he's played a lot of times this year. Put Adam Maguire on. He is a defender. He'll defend. And just yeah. well, it's just frustrating. It's just yeah, frustrating. Mate. Because he's just naive. I don't I can't say stupid because it's just, that's too much. He's just naive. As soon as you go two and up, shut the game off. Even the commentators are saying it. Oh, Man United still look open here. This left back. Even they're saying it. It's like, oh, come on. How can you not see that? And all his energy that Amrabat would have been great in the middle, middle of the park. It's just yeah. poor. It's poor. Do you, um, do you think... The players are letting him down, though. Yeah, don't get me started on Rashford, Bruno. Letting, I think they're letting them down, mate. I really do. I think they're really letting the manager... Not so much Bruno. Down he, he, no, but, but Rashford has been winding me up for a while. For a yeah, while. there's definitely a problem there. But Bruno didn't play well on Wednesday, but at least he's trying. And when he does get a ball, he, lo- he lost the ball a lot. But he, like you could see what he was trying to do. Whereas, like, you know, you've got, like, Rashford, like, he just, he either looks like he's not trying or he looks like he's devoid of confidence. And then when you mix both of those together, it just looks terrible. And then you have Ganacho come on, and even he is not beating the man as much. He's not being as direct, and he's keeping the ball, all right? That's probably what he's been coached to do. But he looks 10 times more effective than Rashford does. Mm. And I just look at it and I look at that squad and I look at the results recently and I'm thinking, right, well, Mason Mount has been decent in the last two games. Hoyland looks dangerous. So define, they've got to play. Well, one minute, define decent. What is that? Well, he looks the pick of the midfielders, mate. Mm. He's got he's got yeah. energy. He's using the ball properly. He nearly scored a couple of times. I'd pick him over all the other midfielders at the moment. Not Maybe not on overall ability and stuff like that. But when you're in bad form, you need players in form to dig you out. The players who are playing shit are not going to dig you out because they're just they're stuck in their own heads of lack of confidence, whatever frustration. Like, and I tell you what, right? Then I, I just this is the last time I'm going to discuss it. But Jaden Sancho, mate, right? Can fuck off because I look at that, right? I look at Hoyland, and I look at it, and I'm like, Jaden Sancho would excel with that sort of striker. And he is more interested in playing video games than just going, sorry, boss. And that's it. Because he didn't have to mean it. He just has to apologise so he can train again and play again. And then he play football. What you're paid nearly 400 grand a week to do. But he's more interested in sitting on his ass 
and sulk him. And you know why? Because he thinks the Ten Hag will get sacked and then he'll be able to worm his way back in. I'm fed up with these modern footballers who do not give a shit. I'm just sick of it, mate, honestly. I just... All of them, they're just so... Just money, money, money. And I just, like, play for the badge. Like, how can you... It's a European Champions League match. How can you defend like that, those players? Lindelof, even Varane to a lesser extent. But Lindelof is... A Swedish international played at national tournaments, played in big games, played in European finals for United, and he suddenly doesn't know how to fucking defend. Going wandering 20 yards in front and then jogging back as the as the Galatasaray forward is going in on goal. He's jogging back. And then when it goes in, he's like looking around like, oh, my God, how did that happen? Well, because you fucking just jogged back, mate, after you lost the ball, after you were out of position. I'm just... Fed up with all of it, mate. Modern footballers just do my nut in. That's my rant anyway about that. Um, there's a there's a section of media people who think Ken Hag should be sacked. I think that I would like to see United back Ten Hag and tell these players who have constantly failed manager after manager after manager, constantly thrown these managers under the bus. I would like to see the club say, no, no. He's staying, and if you don't get your shit together, you're going. Doesn't matter if you're Marcus Rashford or you're who's been here since. Yeah, yeah that, that ain't gonna happen. He's a money man. They don't don't throw money away. Well, maybe they will if someone else takes over, mate. And like if the Qatari, oh, yeah, yeah, over. yeah. But if someone takes over, you're pretty sure Ten Hag will be out the door. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? It's, it's like, would you sack him, mate? Honestly, if, like, say they lose no, the no, no, if they lose no. the Brentford, no, would you sack him? No, no. no. If things go terribly right, like they lose another couple of games, like the next, say they lose three oh. out of the next five, no, no. you'd back no. him, back him over the manager because I think yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not, no, yeah, well, don't do it. No, in, back back in, him in, over the players. Don't do it in season. Just won't do it. So it's interesting to me, right? How many years did Fergie take to get going? Was it seven? No, um, three maybe. When did he come? Nineteen eighty-seven. When did he come? Nineteen eighty-seven. 86, I think. Eight, I don't know. That might be wrong. We, won the FA, we won the FA Cup in 1990. So, yeah, that was the sort of catalyst one. Then so we won, the, then won the, the Rumble O's Cup in 91. And then mm-hmm. we won the Premier League 92, 93. And interestingly with Fergie, he had a good first season and then he had three bad seasons. So, and there was a, there was people different at the time. Me, I know, time. a different time. I, know, I do understand that. But there was people who were calling for his head you know, a couple of years in, and were saying he's not good enough. Blah blah blah. Yeah, they were. Yeah, but if you if you look into it and go and read into it, and you, you actually listen to what the chairman said at the time, he was never going to sack him after that. No. But then, all right, in modern times, you look at Arteta. He won the FA Cup after in that first half a season. He then finished eighth, eighth, and then it kicked on. Like at some point, these clubs have got to stick because... to the manager. Because we, we we had a little insight to that in in, in the all or nothing, didn't we? That um, mm-hmm. Edu was a big part of it. You know, he had a good rapport, so yeah. they knew where they were going. They knew how close they were. You know, they they, they knew yeah. they, they had good rapport, they had a good communication, and they knew they was on the right path. And then you know, the next season, the first season, he comes second and do really well. And that first nearly all year, so. Yeah, it's difficult because he's been he's been backed, but I don't think he's been backed with what he really, really wanted. Well, it's the same wanted, thing again, isn't it? He wanted um, Kim Min Jae. He, he, he wanted Kim Min Jae. He had it all agreed, and they ended up with Johnny Evans. He wanted Kane and Hoyland. He ended up with Hoyland. He wanted Amrabat early in the window. They end up getting him on loan at the last minute. He wanted Bellingham. They ended up with Mount. Like they've backed him, but they don't often. They don't often get the players that they want for whatever reason. Like you can say it's money and it's financial fair play or, or whatever it may be. But the fact is, yes, he's been backed. But has he been backed with the players that he wants that he thinks can improve a team, or has he had to make do with what they can? or what they're willing to give him. Because you can't tell me at the start of the summer 
that when Ten Hag was like, right, I want to get Harry Maguire out of the club and I want Johnny Evans to come in. And then Maguire's ended up staying. You, it's, Johnny like, Evans is just Johnny Evans just tra- went to train there and he just impressed him. That's all yeah. that did. Like he yeah. went there to do a bit, keep fit, and then and I just thought, you know, I haven't fancy this guy. So that was just a stroke of luck for the manager. I, I don't see it. Mind you, he did play well the other, the other day. Yeah, and I think he's a Manchester United player. He knows what his club's about. He's, he, when he plays balls forward, he's, he's, he's not not a bad passer, decent left foot. He's just not a great, great defender that, that you can hang your hat on. But you can probably he's probably reliable. And I, how quickly people forget how instrumental uh, Lissandro Martinez was to the way United played last year. He's not and, been the best all this year. No, he you? hasn't. But that it turns out because he was still he was taking painkiller injections because his foot hadn't healed. Whoever's made that decision. You know, probably needs some sort of uh, looking into because, like, he's out for even longer now because he's rushed back. But, like, how many times did he dig De Gea out from a bad pass and he was able, like, had three strikers around him and he sort of managed to, like, just dribble his way out or or pass his way out? Onana's making maybe a sloppy pass or this and he's giving it to flipping Lindelof or ever at half fit Varane. Or a midfielder at left back, it's. I just. I feel. I feel. I wouldn't say I feel sorry for Ten Hag, but I feel like he's had in his first two years of being a manager at United, which is a hard enough job. Yeah, he's had a lot. He's had a lot to deal with, but so much shit to deal with, and I, I think he's on the whole that's, that's that comes with being Manchester United manager, a big club. That's what comes with it. You don't know, privilege to all the shit that goes on behind the scenes, but it's constant. Yeah. Constant. You've got to deal with hundreds of loads of people. There's always something happening. Never quiet. There's always something happening. Yeah, I watched Hoyland. And on a more positive note, um, I thought Hoyland, mate, was outstanding against Galatasaray. And I felt a bit sorry for him that he didn't get his hat trick because I, I just thought he was outstanding and exciting to watch the way yeah. the way he, he the speed. At which he left that centre back for dead, and then just dinked it over the keeper. That was quality. Yeah, we're, we're, and we're... go on, sorry, mate. Go on. I was, I was just going to say, and I looked at it, and I looked at the way he plays, and then I look. If you go back and look at Jaden Sancho and Haaland, I'm not saying Haaland and Hoyland are this, you know, similar. Right? I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying the way they hold up the ball and they're able to run in behind. It's just perfect for the player that Jaden Sancho is because he likes to. He's not a winger who's going to beat a man he's someone who likes to link up play play little clever triangles little balls in behind play through the lines and he's sat at home playing fucking video games what how much did he cost 75 million a 75 million pound asset who's on god knows how much money per week and he's sat at home while the team is struggling character mate it's big but character no i was watching that beckham thing last night oh mate i can't wait to watch that I watched watched it last night, and it was at Real Madrid, and he was at the coming. It was at the end of Real Madrid, and he'd signed for Los Angeles Lakers halfway through the season while he was still at Madrid. So oh, LA Galaxy, at, at, no, at LA Galaxy while he was still at Real Madrid, and Fabio Capello, and that's it. No play for me again this season. And he, he made him train on his own, mm. and he, he trained on his own for a month. Did everything, always turned up on time, did everything, and worked his bollocks off. He changed his mind. You know what? What we're doing here? The players said, "Come on!" You when you watch it, do you think he's doing that? That's the mentality, though, mate, isn't it? You look at everything. He's doing that. Do you think James Sanchez doing that? Absolutely not. He's not. Different different kind of mentality, mate. This is is David Beckham playing for Real Madrid, and they they brought him back, and they were like thirteen points behind Barcelona, and they won it on the last game of the season. and David, I mean, David instrumental is Ronaldo, Figo, Zidane, Gute, Roberto Carlos, Raul, Herrera, uh, Salgado. But like David Beckham was his mentality was like different level. When you look at all the things he had to deal with away from football, like threats to kidnap his kids. The paparazzi constantly following him around, all that stuff that getting the blame for England going out of the World Cup, even though they were drawing when he got sent off, 
they drew the game and then lost on penalties, it was still like his fault. Yeah, and but it's you, like, you, when you watch, I don't want to spoil it for you, but his manager didn't do him any favours. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Glenn Argyle threw him under the bus, mate. Glenn Argyle, like, and what makes it worse is he was his, his hero as well. But like, exactly. Um, like, David Beckham, mate, I think any, like, I, I, I'm going to get make my boy watch that documentary because I think the way, the way he used to train and his mentality towards his football career, take away all the flash stuff and all that, his mentality towards getting better and being the best at what he could do was phenomenal, mate. Like, you watched him play football, mate, and you watch him cross that ball. How many free kicks or corners or crosses did you see him overhit or underhit or hit the first man off a corner? Never did it. it his accuracy was... Yeah, under- because, yeah, he goes into that in the thing, and, that, and there's a reason for that. Uh, it, it goes into it. Not yeah, yeah. yeah it's, mate, it's such a nice lad. I've been lucky to meet him new, loads of times. I've been in his company loads of times. He lived next door to our kid for, for years. So I was lucky enough to meet him. He was a nice, really nice lad. I used to see him out as well. Mm. And I was, I, I, when we was out, we'd always look out for him and look to see if he was all right and stuff like that. But so, yeah, he was such a nice lad. But yeah, when he when he met her, it just went off the charts. But you'll see it. You'll see it, mate. Good. So, last thing on United, you got Brentford on the weekend. Tell me what your your eleven based on who's available now. What's your eleven? Who you dropping? Who you keeping in? I want to know what your eleven would be. What do you mean? If everyone's fit? No, no. If it's you know as it is now, who would you drop? Who would you? Because I think there's players in there letting the manager down. So I think there's a couple who need to be on the bench. Well, I would play. I would play. Would you drop the keeper? No, 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 no. That's not even okay. in the head. No. All right. Okay. So Anana. Anana. Dalot. So you'd have Dalot left back. Lindelof right back, like you said earlier, is it? Yes. Yes. So who yes. would you have alongside Varane? You would have Maguire in there. I would have Maguire, yeah. Okay. I'd have Maguire. Um, I would. I'd give him another chance, say, come on, and, and you know, play for England, play in England fucking centre half. Yeah. He's, he's not a scrub. Well he's got um, he's got an opportunity now, hasn't he? If he yeah. if he, stay, if he starts, you Yeah, I'm, I'm all for giving people second chance chances as well. Uh, so, so um yeah, Maguire, uh, Amrabat. Casemiro, Casemiro. Num- who's that number ten then in front of them? You got. I would Hannibal. play Bruno. I would play Bruno. Bruno. So Bruno in the ten. Yeah. I play Bruno, uh, Mason Mount, Hoyland, Ganacho. So Rashford's getting dropped. Rashford, forget Rashford. Yeah, he's on the bench. Forget him. Yeah, I think that's pretty much why. You can warm up mope about over there. Yeah, sulk in yeah. the corner, mate. Yeah. Do his half-hearted warm-up there. Mm. So like, he plays half-hearted in the minute. Do you think his contract has made him? He's like he's getting his. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't, really, I don't know. I don't really care. Him, him out of everyone should know. Our kid and Paul Scott and all these ex-players who have played for Manchester United who've grown up Manchester United must be fucking spinning because him should be setting the standard as a Manchester United player coming through the youth ranks instead. He's walking about like he's fucking Ronaldo and he's not. He's far, far from it. Doesn't pass to anyone. And you expect him to go on from last year and he's not. He should be the one that keeps his... But it's not. Looks terrible. And guess what? Guess who's in the England squad? Rashford, Maguire... Is it any... Is is, is Ward Prowse in there? Nope. Oh my god. No Ward Prowse. Boys um, coming in. Yeah, it's jobs for the boys, mate, isn't it? Yeah, jobs for the boys, isn't it? Right. Um Newcastle United. Chat with me. How did we spend on, on, on that? Yeah, Too long. 30 minutes on 30 minutes on United. United. Well, I, I needed to give you therapy, mate. Let you get it out, innit? Because I don't want you to therapy. I don't I just I don't want to like, 
Don't want you to bottle right, it. What, what did I do? What, what was it? When was the match? Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? I think I fell asleep. And I woke up about 10 past eight. So, oh, yeah, it's just it's just terrible. I had, so, unique, I had a unique I'm, experience I'm, to it. When you like thinking, oh, fucking hell, international break. I'm like, yes, international break. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> you never wanted it so much in your Who life. Who does that? It's the most boring football in the world. International league. What is it? Europa Cup. What is it? The Europa League. What? Euro League, whatever it's crap. Boring. And I'm like, buzzing for it. Can't wait. Go, yeah, go, go, go two weeks without going to work, getting near tuned off some sick <laughs> clown. <laughs> um, so I want to talk to you, right? Newcastle United, everyone was like, oh my God, group of death. And me and you both said, they'll win at home. They'll be really hard to go, like, to, to Newcastle. It'll be so hard for teams to go there and win. And I tell you what, mate, PSG's bottled it. Mbappe. Yeah, they would have been ready for that intensity there at St. James's Park. It's lively there, mate. It's proper lively. It's a hard place to go that. What's the weather like there? And it's loud. What's the weather like there? <laughs> Looks <laughs> all right last night, to be fair. I wouldn't mind going last night, but every time I go, I've told you this before, it's freezing. There's penguins crying their eyes out, what's that called? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I look at right, just looking at it on paper, right? I look at the PSG side. And I said to you at the start of the uh, in the summer, they've made some wicked signings. Like they've got that Gonzalo Ramos up front. They got Muani on the wing, Dembele. They got that Ugarte as holding midfielder, Mbappe. Like they got that Skriniar in defence, Marquinhos, Hakimi. Like their team is full of. It's not like Galacticos. Verratti was injured though, apparently, wasn't he? Was According to Real Ferdinand. How was he? No, he's moved to Saudi Arabia in the summer. <laughs> This is the clowns you've got to listen to who don't do homework yeah. on the TV. He's going, oh, well, they should do well, but no, Verratti's injured. What? Left, mate. He, he, Left. Went all, he went in June, mate, to Saudi Arabia. What are you on about? Poor, that oh. isn't it? Very poor. But, like, my point is, right, the, the, the PSG side, outside of Mbappe, is not like the Galacticos of the last couple of seasons. It is young, quality footballers. But because they're young... They haven't experienced anything like St. James's Park. Cold, fierce, loud, aggressive. Like, And I just think the atmosphere got to some of those players. There's oh, no really other way. I, because you can't tell me, like when you look at it on paper, right? You can't tell me that Anthony Gordon is better than Mbappe, Ramos, Muani, Dembele. You can't tell me that those players are better yeah, I'm, than Amaron. Amaron's on fire at the minute. Oh, I understand. And form-wise, they might be better. But, like, if you... Yeah, we'll, see, we'll, see, we'll see the leveller when they go to Paris, won't they? Yes. Yeah. But I thought um, I thought Tonali in Newcastle midfield was superb. Yeah, I like what him. A player yeah, I like what a player him. he is. But yeah, like do you know him. what? It was nice to see the, the Geordie lads get on the score sheet, like Byrne and Longstaff. Like, I thought that was quite cool. You know, these guys who've, who've kind of, you know, from the area and the rest of it. But um, I was impressed. I got to say, it was an impressive performance. Like they didn't just beat them; they they humbled them. And um, I don't think PSG will su succeed in Europe until they get rid of Mbappe, mate. And I know that sounds weird because he's probably one of the best players in the world. But I think he's such a, he's so for himself that I don't think is conducive to a team succeeding, particularly a team which has failed season after season at a certain point. I just don't think they will succeed until he goes. I just think the team will get better when he goes, which is, you know, as I'm sure people will disagree with that. It's just my opinion, though. Um, do you think United get through the group, mate, Ooh. in the Champions League? They're going to they're gonna have to beat Copenhagen twice and they're going to have to go to Turkey and win, aren't they? I think to have a chance. Well, they're going to have to win home and away from Copenhagen. They should. They're well, going to have to get a result in Galatasaray and win at home against Bayern Munich. So, no. Do you think they miss out on the Europa League as well? No, I think they'll get the Europa League. Do you think Newcastle get through their group? 
they yes. made a great, great yes. start. Four points. Won two, they won the first two games. They've won. They've won the first two games. Did they um, win the first one because I thought they drew the first one. I might be wrong though. My well, memory is. I thought. Uh, I thought Newcastle drew their first game. I might be wrong. Oh no, you are right. No, no, they did. They drew the first game. What is that? Yeah, they drew with Milan. Um, my, my screen's froze. Um, yeah, so I think, look, I think Newcastle, they top at the top of the group at the moment. And that win against PSG gives them a bit of a comfort because they're unbeaten. You know, if they can go and get a point away at Dortmund and get something away at PSG, so that, like, you'd fancy them then to win at least a cut. Like, out of the two home games they got left, you'd fancy him to win one of them. Yeah. So that would pretty much make them... They've won the hardest, haven't they? So. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? I, I, it's difficult to say, isn't it? I mean, I don't even know. what What's Dortmund's side like at the moment? Like, what sort of... Um, who have they got there now? They've got Sabitzer. Know that much. Um, let's have a look at their... Who did they... So Dortmund played... They drew nil-nil with Milan yesterday. Yeah, see that. I think that group. I'd be quite from where they are now. I'd be quite surprised if Newcastle do not go through from that group. I think they've done a really, really good, good will job. They, will, they, will they top the group? They top. Do you think? Well, do I think they will top the group? Yeah. Um, yeah, I do because I think they'll win at least one of them, one more of their home games, which will take them to seven points, and I think they'll get at least a point from the away games, which will take them to sort of seven, eight, maybe even nine points. So I think they'll probably top the group as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat PSG away as well, but just because PSG looked broken at the end of it, like psychologically, that, that I think they turned up thinking they were going to walk it and uh, they did not. I think Milan could be dangerous in that group though, um, but they uh, they seem to be struggling to score goals. Um, you've frozen, mate, so I don't know if you want to jump in and out just before we do our predictions and that. Yeah, go on. It's just... It's... Um, something going on with the thing here, though. Yeah, I was just going to say, just go out of it and then come back in and be fine then. Um... So while uh, while Rod has resets his link, let's talk a little bit about the championship before we finish up. Um, next week we'll be back to normal talking everything. We spent a bit too long on United tonight, but um, yeah, there we go. Um, so I went on uh, Andy Campbell's show earlier on to talk about Cardiff versus Middlesbrough. It was a bit of a disappointing result, but I always felt it was a dangerous one for Cardiff because Middlesbrough had won, or they were unbeaten, I think, in three or four. And going up there is a long, long travel, and uh, in the midweek as well, Cardiff maybe got their tactics wrong, didn't have a plan B, and Middlesbrough caught them cold in the second half. Um, tell you who is rocking at the moment. Preston have just lost two on the bounce, which is um, is quite mad to me, considering how much they were flying. Ipswich, impressive. They they. Of all the teams Cardiff have played, your Leeds, Leicester, all of it, the team which impressed me the most has been Ipswich. I was really, really impressed with them. Um, and Connor Chaplin's a baller. I, uh, if they keep all their players in January, I think they will definitely go up. Uh, hopefully it'll be automatic because then that'll free up a playoff place. Leicester as well. Leicester. But we all expected Leicester to be up there. We all expected Leicester to hello we all expected Leicester to be up there the the players they've got you know these are Premier League players playing in the championship so we all expected Leicester to be up there did we expect Ipswich to be flying like they are not sure we did um I felt like um just on that kind of thing like Reese has said there very strange night um from Cardiff and uh, but uh, yeah, it's the way I felt like, and I said this on the Cardiff show last night. I felt like Cardiff have adapted their tactics because Ramsey's out, whereas I think they should have stuck to the same formation and tactics and put in 
a direct replacement for him of the couple they've got. Um, unfortunately, they've gone for that more defensive 4-3-3 and I think it's cost them a bit of creativity. Um, another team who's banging form and who's impressed me is Sunderland. I thought they were very good. We did a bit of a smash and grab on them, um, but that's the only game they've lost uh, in the recent weeks. They've lost three in the season, but they did. They, they, that's going to be a big game. Sunderland versus Middlesbrough on Saturday. It's going to be a big derby, that one. Be uh, be interesting. Another team who's really got it together after a ropey start is West Brom. And... Um, I'm very interested in how they progress because they have been close to shambolic in recent years. So it's interesting that they've now seemed to be getting it together. The manager seems to get them playing and uh, be very, very interested to see how they go now. Um, who have they got on the weekend? West Brom. Birmingham on Friday night. Oh, that'd be a good one. That'd be an interesting game. Um, it's very satisfying to me to see some Sheffield Wednesday. Sorry to any Sheffield Wednesday fans, um, but after the way Darren Moore was treated, very satisfied to see you rocked to the bottom of the, the division. Um, I went to Cardiff Rotherham on Saturday and um, I thought Rotherham offered absolutely nothing. Um, and I would, if I was a Rotherham fan, I'd be worried. I do not, I, don't, I cannot see how this, we're only 10 games in. I cannot see how they stay up. They were so poor. Um, I thought Cardiff let them off the hook a little bit in some ways by the way we played. We almost played a bit too defensive. We played that 4-3-3. Um, who else have we got? QPR. Don't know what's going on. QPR is just a weird club, man. Um, Reese says, a quick mention of uh, Wrexham. Defensively as shambles. Not as, not as prolific up top. Top 10 season would be a great achievement for him. Yeah. Admit, you look at some of the players they've signed. They got James McLean playing up front. He's, you know, decent. Who else did they sign? They signed um, another striker. Who was it? Scotland International. Oh, that's going to bug me. Someone will tell me in a chat. Who did, who did sign for Wrexham fairly recently? Um, Scottish International striker. But yeah, you know, if they if those two get going at that level, they could score goals for fun. It's whether they're able to. Fletcher, that's it, yeah. I think, yeah, if Fletcher and McLean can play, you know, they're obviously getting on a bit now in terms of age, but I think they're young enough that they can do some damage at that level. Some, you know, some real, they're both of them are of quality and I think they could do some damage, but it's whether they, you know, are they there for the money? Are they there? Do they buy into it? If Wrexham could finish top 10, that'd be remarkable and then push on next year because they were, if they finish top 10 in the summer, they'll, They'll sign some players and they'll be, I believe they'll go up there next year because they've got more money than any of the other clubs in that league. Even, you know, the likes of Salford can't compete. Um, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting, man. Let me have a look at league. We don't often talk about the lower leagues. I'd like to have a look at league two. Let's have a look, shall we, before we finish. League two, Newcastle, uh, Newport 14th. That's all right, they're not too near the relegation. Forest Green Rovers down there haven't won five, six games. Sutton United haven't won in even more. Oof, struggling. Um, Salford City in 17th, man. Rodri's ex-club, that is, as well. And uh, they are struggling, although they've won their last two. So they maybe their, their comeback is on. Um, some big clubs in this league, like Bradford, uh, Tramia, like it's interesting really to me. Like just looking at League Two, mate, uh, talking to the people like what, like Wrexham are up in ninth defensively all over the place. But we just look I couldn't believe like Salford down there in flipping seventeenth former oh, club. No, they've had a, a bad well, say they've had a bad run. They've only won the last two games. Yeah, so. they've won two on the bounce. Maybe the comeback is on. Got off to a bad start, mate, do they? Yeah. Bad start. Uh, although we uh, dismantled Leeds United in the cup very easily, uh, so who, who hasn't done that? You know, very true, very true. <laughs> Do you think um, it? You know, it's a long way to go, and it there's only eleven games gone in that league. They'll they'll be up there by the end. I would have thought. Who's the manager there now? Salford. Uh, 
oh, I don't even know his name. It's a kid that he got from United. Can't remember his name. Can't remember his name. Mm, I don't know. Do you there's know where that, there's been that many changes? What's going on with my computer? I'll just keep down my phone. <laughs> we'll finish up now, mate. But do you know where Wrexham signed? They got so Wrexham have got James McLean up front and they've got uh, Scotland International. Um, uh, I can't remember his first name, Fletcher. Um, and I was just saying to the people then, if those two, if those two get going at League Two level, they will score goals, mate, for fun because both of them are good. Like Fletcher's a good goal scorer, Stephen Fletcher is it, and then um, of course, like James McLean on his day is a very, very good footballer. Like regardless of what people think of all the other stuff off the pitch, like as a footballer, he's very, very good. Oh yeah, for that for that league as well. Just so, got to get them fit and playing, isn't it? Because yeah, they could do some damage. That's what they need to do, but buying players that have played at a higher level. So, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's good. It's good business. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Let's. I know you're poorly bad, isn't it? So let's uh, do our predictions, mate, and we'll we'll call it a day. Uh, United uh, are home to Brentford, mate. A big game in terms of just turning things around. Home game, got to be looking to win, surely. What do you think it's going to go like? 2-0 United. Do you know what? As I've said, I've said a few times, going forward, I think United have looked all right. So I'm going to say 2-1 United. Um, I just don't fancy United to keep a clean sheet, but I do fancy them to score a couple of goals. Um, Burnley at home to Chelsea. Burnley have struggled a little bit. In the you know in the Premier League, Burnley at home to Chelsea. Yeah, one uh, nil Chelsea. Chelsea on the comeback trail. Um, I'm going. I'm going to go with a one-all draw there, mate. Uh, Everton at home to Bournemouth. Oh, go with a home win. Two one two. 3-1. Interesting. I'm going to go with... Uh, oh. What, what's Bournemouth's form like? Do you know? Shit. Um, shit, isn't it? But Everton's shit as well. Um, I'm going to go 1-0 Everton. Home win. Palace at home to Forest. That's a difficult one to predict. Palace got to be buzzing after beating United at Old Trafford, surely. Yeah, 1-0 Palace. Uh, I'm going to go one all there again. Draw fest this weekend. Brighton at home to Liverpool. After after winning four on the bounce against some good teams, they lost to uh, Liverpool, lost to Tottenham. Uh, Brighton seemingly beat United and then have struggled elsewhere. They've lost three of the... They've lost three of the last five and have only won one in five. 3-2 Liverpool. 3-2 Liverpool. I'm going to go with 3-1 uh, Liverpool. But I'd also win surprise me if Brighton won 3-0. Um, Arsenal versus Man City at Arsenal. The big game of the weekend. Arsenal having a bit of a wobble, but so have City in the league. They've City lost two on the bounce. City 2-0. 2-0 to City. I'm going to go 2-1 to Arsenal. Piss off. We know Saka. Well, he's out, is he? Yeah, he come off his hamstring. Oh, I agree. I'm changed out then to <laughs> two, two, one, two one City. Can't be having Arsenal with no Saka. Um, two one City. There we go. And uh, Cardiff versus Watford. At Cardiff. Home win. 2 0. Yeah, I think th- I'm going to go with 3-1 Cardiff there. What other and, championship uh, games are there? I'll tell you right now, mate. Um, if, I know if, uh, Sunderland versus Borough. Yeah. Sunderland versus Borough. Teesside Derby. 2-2. Two, 2-0. Two. Two uh, you've got Birmingham versus West Brom on Friday. <sighs> Derby. Close one, isn't it? 1-1. One, one. 
Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with West Brom there, 2-0. Um, you got Coventry, Norwich. Norwich will win that. Don't care. Yeah. Uh, oh, here you are. Big one. Top of the table clash. Ipswich versus Preston. Ipswich, 3-1. Yeah, I think Ipswich, 3-0. Um, who have the who have Leicester got? Can't find them. Leicester not playing, are they? Because I cannot find them anywhere. <laughs> playing Sunday. Uh, doesn't seem to be. Uh, Leeds United versus Br- uh, Bristol City. Away. Yeah. God, they get beat there. They can't play away from home. They'll get beat. Oh, yeah. Leicester plays Stoke. Away. Home. Easy home win. Leicester. Easy. 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 And then to finish off, the Jacks. Everyone's least favourite team. Swansea City away to Plymouth Argyle. Come on, Plymouth. Plymouth will win that 1-0. Yeah, they're doing well, aren't they, Plymouth? Yeah, they're, they're in a bit of found a bit of form, mate. I think um, yeah, Plymouth, Plymouth 1-0 for me there. Yeah. They're right next to each other. Swansea have won three on the bounce mind, but I'm never gonna pick Swansea, so that's just the way it is, isn't it? Sure. Um, uh, a couple of comments. Reese says personally, I respect James McLean. He stood strong in his views. All the hate, the death threats, and the bullets sent to him, and then he has some banter back, and people go nuts. Who's that? Uh, James McLean. Yeah, uh, the the very no. This is why this is two top two things I stay away from. I try and stay away from religion and politics. Yeah. People get very serious around them two subjects. My thing with fo- no, just not just about that, but like football fans generally, right? Is you can have these guys. They will scream all the sorts of abuse of footballers, like some of the most horrendous things you've ever heard, you can ever think of. And then as soon as the players will give it like that or give it a bit of back, give something back or say something back, it's like, oh, how unprofessional are you? This, that. And they, they're they all like, they get their knickers in a twist. And it's like, mm. come on, if you're going to give yeah. it out, got to yeah. take it back, innit? Totally agree, yeah. Um. Right, we spent a bit too long on United tonight, but um, it was an interesting conversation, mate, because I think it's it's wild what's going on there. So, um, you know, it's interesting. Next week will be all about um, the Arsenal versus Man City game this weekend. Arsenal, can they finally man up enough to beat City? Or will City have them in their pocket again? I think we all know. They have the Arsenal as well. Yeah, at Arsenal. Be interesting, mate, because Arsenal yeah. have looked decent, but yeah, we'll yeah. see. Um, always a pleasure, mate. Get well soon. I'll speak to you on the weekend, my friend. Laters. Sports Social Podcast Network.